Hello and welcome to the Counterpoint podcast. I'm your host, Peter Richardson, and I'm joined today by Aman Madok, who's one of our research analysts. Hi, Aman. How are you today? I'm good, Peter. How about you? Yeah, very well indeed. Very well indeed. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking about uh, the future of transport um, with a particular uh, you know, emphasis on what's happening with the coronavirus pandemic, uh, which has fundamentally changed a lot of the ways in which people are transporting themselves around the world. Obviously, we've seen a, a big crash in air transport, um, but also you know, the way that people are using forms of public transport and shared mobility. Those have also come into focus because of the uh, coronavirus. So we're going to talk through that, um, some of the things that we're seeing there, how, for example, you know, social distancing is, is now being practiced and you know, what this is likely to change within the overall fabric of, of the way that people move around, move themselves around, um, and you know, the impact on uh, the industries of which you know, the, the, there will be some pretty fundamental changes. So. Um, Aman, let's let's start off by um, looking at you know how we are seeing uh, car sales, auto sales changing right now. Um, you know, are people kind of moving back towards personal vehicles, away from uh, you know, shared mobility options? What what are we what are we seeing right now? So Peter, uh, the situation uh, remains very fluid and. Uh, there have been, you know, steep declines in sales uh, since coronavirus uh, broke out, and automotive industry, on the whole, was already, you know, uh, on a decline before, before the uh, pandemic broke. Uh, but yeah, the the sales are definitely going uh, going down, and uh, you know, the whole, uh, you know, subdued economic condition and you know the negative. Uh, uh, customer sentiment is uh, adversely affecting car sales. So, yeah, uh, on the whole, the car sales are going down. And um, as far as shared mobility is concerned, uh, again, people are, uh, you know, very much uh, hesitant to to board a cab or to share uh, share a cab. So there is a definitely a need for of personal uh, transport and uh, personal vehicle. And governments in many uh, countries are also advocating to, to use personal transport. Uh, but how it will affect, you know, how what what impact it will have on new car sales is yet to be seen. Uh, and it's it's quite early to to access the market uh, effectively at the moment. Uh, so yeah, we are uh, we are you know tracking the uh, you know development. And uh, we feel on the whole, the new car sales will see a steep decline this year. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's certainly what, you know, I mean, the, the, the auto sector was very badly impacted, uh, you know, right from the outset of the pandemic. Um, you know, we saw that particularly in China uh, initially, and then it's spread around the world um, with quite a number of factories, you know, going into extended shutdowns. Um, but you know, when, when we kind of look back at uh, you know the pre-coronavirus trend, you know, it did seem that things like uh, shared mobility was beginning to 
you know, maybe that was you know part of the impact on on new car sales because, you know, particularly in urban areas, the attraction of owning your own car was was lessened because of the broad availability of shared mobility. So, you know, you could argue, I guess, that um, you know the impact of coronavirus may in fact, you know, drive people back to personal mobility, but that's not what we're expecting to see this year. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. If you see on a long term basis, there is, uh, you know, no doubt that shared mobility will continue to grow. And uh, maybe, uh, you know, the this change in as, as you know, uh, the situation improves and the coronavirus uh, pandemic is controlled, uh, people will try, you know, will again uh, move back to shared mobility. Uh, because uh, this is a trend that uh, we have been seeing from the last couple of years and you're right that uh, growth in shared mobility did affect uh, new car sales. So you are absolutely right on that. On a long-term basis, uh, shared mobility growth uh, remains intact. Okay. Um, so, you know, if, the, I mean, the, the, the automotive sector is, is sort of undergoing this, uh, you know, long-term secular change away from the internal combustion engine towards you know more um, electric drivetrains uh, you know perhaps more autonomy coming in although the you know the, the likelihood of um, widespread you know, level four level five autonomy is maybe still quite a number of years away um, but you know if we if we look at the real near term so the next year or two are we seeing any kind of changes in the business models being adopted by um, automakers, um, you know, to try and galvanize sales, uh, you know, after this coronavirus-led slowdown? Yeah, so uh, uh, automakers have already started to, you know, uh, adopt a new business model to push sales. So uh, there are a lot of uh, you know, di uh, different strategies that automakers are adopting to push sales, like they are giving upfront discounts, they are uh, you know, uh, giving one-year EMI holiday, they are accepting deferred payments, zero financing. Uh, so there are a lot of things that automakers are doing to push sales as you know, the industry hasn't seen such kind of uh, situation. It's the first time that they are experiencing uh, such, such a situation. Uh, so yeah, there are a lot of uh, new, uh, I won't say new business models. So emerging business models are now being accelerated due to COVID-19. So we are seeing, uh, you know, high growth in subscription services. Uh, so on one hand, uh, there is a growing need of personal vehicle, but on the other hand, people do not have money to buy a car. So what they are, they are moving towards subscription model, where you don't give a whole lump sum upfront payment, but you know, a very flexible kind of uh, payments you do. So which is, uh, which makes the overall uh, car more affordable. Uh, plus other thing, what we are seeing is, uh, you know, a, a high shift of increasing shift towards uh, digital retailing. Almost all sales, which are happening now uh, are happening online. So automakers and dealers are increasing their online capability and you know they are using Zoom call, WhatsApp to uh, make car buyers aware of, uh, you know, of the vehicle. And there are a lot of uh, 
third party vendors like cars.com broom carvana uh, which are partnering with these uh, automakers and dealers to make the to make the transition easy so there is lot going on on that side of uh, like on digital detailing and uh, automakers are you know really taking this very seriously and uh, mercedes benz uh, you know expects 25% of all their sales being digital by 2025 so yeah these are some of the models that uh, automakers are adopting and this will only uh, you know be uh, this will only accelerate so covid 19 will only accelerate the shift towards uh, the new business models and you know something which you know we've seen particularly in in you know several countries in europe is uh, you know happened i mean in in the uk it was very noticeable during the lockdown period was um a steep rise in people riding bicycles right so um you know car traffic was you know massively reduced uh, but there was a a big rise in people riding bicycles either for personal transport or just for leisure activity um and this you know the the, the rise in particularly e-bikes is something which uh you know we've seen over the last um couple of years you know so there are some big manufacturers in Europe like Axel group which is a house of brands but they you know they they reported results last week that were massively up uh, driven by e-bikes um e-scooters uh you know e kickboards um you know have been gaining popularity but you know many of those have been or at least on the kickboard side have been more on the kind of the shared mobility aspect and i think those will have um been affected by covid-19 but you know are you seeing you know same sort of patterns um in, in terms of what you're looking at you know other forms of personal mobility uh growing yeah absolutely uh, peter uh, uh, you know we we are seeing uh, these kinds of new mobility options uh, really becoming popular uh, there are a few reasons for that first of all is you know the uh, the work from home culture is now becoming permanent for many con- uh, many companies and so uh, people require uh, you know to travel shorter distances and they require some mode of transportation which is uh, economical and quick and uh, this is where these e-bikes and e-scooters uh, fits in and governments are also now you know pushing uh, these mobility options they are creating the infrastructure around uh, to make to make this uh, to make these options work and uh, yeah uh, many you know many cities are you know restricting traffic and you know widening up the pave- uh, pavements to to promote social distancing and to make uh, bike travel safe so yeah and you are absolutely right uh, you know in many countries there has been uh, increasing sales of e-bikes and uh, there have been also you know scarcity of these e-bikes in in some countries and uh, uh, players uh, companies are really you know uh, you know taking steps to make uh you know uh, this e-bikes more accessible uh, making you know you know delivering it to home and uh, so yeah there is a there is a you know we are seeing high demand for these new mobility options and uh, people are also now uh, recognizing and acknowledging you know they are seeing pollution free environment for the for the first time so they are really there is a whole new awareness about uh, 
clean environment among the people so that is also driving the the, grow, uh, the adoption of such mobility options yeah i mean it's it's like there was a you know a massive almost global experiment to find out what would happen if all motor vehicle traffic stopped and you know suddenly people discovered that you know the air is much cleaner and you know the environment is much better and you know they want to retain some of that as we kind of move through this coronavirus uh, and out the other side hopefully um, but I think you know there is equally a lot of pressure to you know, bring people back into you know, transport and getting getting them back to work. But something which um, I saw yesterday was a report from uh, a company that used to be called Regis. They've actually changed their name, but they do shared workspaces. And they were pointing out that there's a, um, a higher demand now for office space in suburban areas. So, you know, moving out of um, city centres towards where you know people live. Um, which is a you know, an interesting trend, um, but again, that supports your point about the fact that you know for relatively short distances, let's say up to I don't know, three kilometers or maybe five kilometers, then you know things like e-bikes or uh, e-kick scooters can work really well in that um, you know for those short journeys. Correct. Yeah. So if if we look, um, you know, uh, maybe at the more at the auto sector, which is, you know, a huge industry and has, has been really badly impacted. So, you know, take a look at some of the technologies that are you know, emerging there. And I've talked earlier about the move towards um, electric drivetrains, um, but also the autonomous and connected cars. So can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the developments that you're seeing in these spaces? Um, you know, sort of take them one by one. So if we, if we start with electric vehicles, um, you know, this has been a big kind of growth area, but, you know, still, um, you know, e even though there's been a lot of emphasis on this, um, you know, still the proportion of EVs sold globally is still quite small. But do you think that coronavirus will have um, kind of accelerated this, this trend? Uh, so uh, what we uh, believe, Peter, is that uh, these emerging technologies like EV will definitely perform better or fare well compared to older technologies like uh, ICE engines. So uh, EV sales like uh, conventional vehicles uh, has been dec uh, declining, but we feel that it will be able to have better performance uh, this year compared to ICE engines. And uh, governments are also, you know, uh, you know supporting uh, supporting EVs. Like uh, in China, uh, government has taken some steps. Like they have scrapped the vehicle purchase tax and they have extended the subsidies to 2020, 2022. And similarly, there is a, a proposal in Europe, uh, Euro 20 billion uh, proposed package, uh, which includes uh, building up. Uh, 2 million electric and hydrogen uh, vehicle charging points by 2025. So uh, what we are seeing is that uh, government, EV is a you know, very strategic uh, area for the government to meet their overall emission targets on one hand and also to create jobs and you know, to move the economy. And uh, there's a push 
from the government then there is also a push from the automakers who need to uh, bring down their emission levels and comply to uh, you know comply to stringent emission norms so 2020 is the target year uh, for europe to to bring down the uh, carbon dioxide emissions per kilometer per car sold so there is a you know lot of uh, emphasis from government from uh, automakers on evs uh, so we feel that uh, this uh, evs will be fastest to recover uh, among all mobility types and uh, if you see you know the quarterly results of uh, many automakers they have not uh, scaled down they do not talk to scale down uh, their investment in evs so it might be investment might be delayed by a couple of quarter but uh, we feel that on a long term basis uh, uh, covid will have the least impact on evs and uh, oems are already trying to secure their battery supplies and you know wait on battery technology to increase ev ranges so so evs will continue to be a to be a good uh, you know growth area for automotive Okay, and in in terms of autonomous vehicles, I mean, part of the driving force behind the development of um, AVs was the shared mobility sector, right? So you had you know, quite a bit of investment from you know, uh, companies like um, uh, Uber and so on that, that were you know keen to uh, push into the into the EV space, and you know a lot of Teslas. Um, Future business models were predicated on the idea that there would be this um, uh, fleet of, of autonomous Teslas that could be um, you know, leased or, or allowed to become uh, kind of robo taxis. Do you think that because of coronavirus that we'll see you know um, a reduction in that drive towards uh, AVs, or is this just a kind of a blip in a pretty long development cycle anyway and you know, will likely carry on in, in you know, more or less at the same pace that, that we were moving towards getting to full autonomy. So I think uh, you know, the, this will vary from automaker to automaker. So, uh, you know, the front runners like uh, Tesla, Cruise, Waymo. Uh, so we feel that they will continue to, uh, to invest in EVs. And uh, because uh, they, it's because of its strategic importance. But many automakers, many you know, uh, I, I I can say uh, tier two automakers like Nissan and uh, Renault, uh, maybe Ford. So these automakers were already lagging behind uh, the development of autonomous vehicles before the pandemic. They were all already uh, behind their targets. And with pandemic, uh, the focus is on, uh, you know, trying to uh, invest in uh, popular vehicles like SUVs, trucks, or tried and tested technologies like electric vehicles. So AVs might take a, a second, uh, might be a second preference for many automakers as far as R&D is concerned. Uh, so they will try to save costs there. But uh, some of the technologies that are already matured, like level two technologies, autonomous emergency braking, cruise control, uh, which again is of uh, strategic importance and uh, which can create a USP for them. 
and uh, which are already developed it, it, they do not need to you know uh, it doesn't require that much of investment compared to level 5 so i think uh, these uh, 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 more of a basic level 2 features will continue to penetrate and uh, the autonomous the high level of autonomy uh, might take a back seat uh, due to covid-19 just i think uh, you know mainly because of the uh, cost involved in it and uh, lack of use cases at the moment right so now trying to kind of wrap all this together and you know kind of bring us to a to a conclusion um you know can can we talk a little bit about the you know the overall kind of outlook here and we've been talking a lot about future but um you know what what do you expect to see um you know maybe more at the, the kind of strategic level for automakers um you know we've seen quite a number of partnerships being formed recently uh you know both for you know in the real near term around sort of the connected car as companies sort of seek to combine platforms but you know looking uh, looking out a little bit further do you expect those partnerships will um extend into the you know the electric vehicle and autonomous vehicle realm um and you know what what's your what's your bet on you know when uh shared mobility is sort of back to the pre-covid um trajectory in terms of of growth okay so like uh, talking about first talking about the partnerships and alliances uh, so definitely you know this av is connected car evs they require huge investment and uh, so there we are expecting uh, you know a lot of partnerships uh, and cost sharings uh, going forward and these partnerships will vary from you know mobility segment to mobility segment uh, you know some like in in so micro mobility you know the bigger players with deep pockets uh, will acquire the smaller ones and uh, for evs uh, the major partnership area would be uh, you know battery innovation and securing battery supplies and in connected cars partnership uh, would be across the value chain uh, among uh, telecos telecom telecommunication companies software companies hardware uh, equipment and uh, ha- hardware equipment manufacturers and automakers so yeah uh, you know there is a lot of uh, scope for partnership going forward and we we have been seeing you know a uh, lot of alliances and partnership uh, before covid and uh, due to financial constraints uh, among automakers and you know uh, Tier one suppliers uh, due to COVID, uh, this alliance is makes uh, much more sense uh, as of now. Okay, fantastic, and I think that's a, a good point on which to uh, leave the discussion. Um, so, Aman, thanks very much for your uh, insights today, and for everyone else uh, listening, thanks for thanks for joining us on this uh, podcast. If you want to learn more about our research in the uh, autonomous sorry in the automotive space um you know please do uh, check in with us uh, on our website and yeah look forward to speaking with you on the next counterpoint podcast thanks have a great day thanks peter